All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. He's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, also in Washington, Pennsylvania, there on West Market Street in Fairlawn in town. We're going to talk this half hour about the stock market. How the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios designed just for them and their needs. If you have any questions during this half hour about the market today, about the, how the AKW Group works, give us a call, 330-673-1234. If you're outside of Akron and listening on WNIR.com, it's a toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, the market malaise continues, and unfortunately, the, the outlook is getting kind of kind of dreary from some of the predictions we're hearing. Well, Bob, it is. The, the trend has been frustrating, and, you know, it, it des definitely tests investors' uh, confidence and patience and just ability to go forward at times. This is the third straight losing week uh, for the S&P 500. It was the fourth for the Dow. Uh, we saw the week. It was it was tough. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was off about 639 points. That was a drop of 1.9%. Uh, that Dow Jones Industrial Average sits at negative 7% for the year. Uh, the S&P was off 120 points, about 2.8%. Um, and we sit the year at negative 10.4%. Uh, the NASDAQ, bad week, uh, down 5.11, down 3.8%. We're sitting year-to-date negative 17.9%. And the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks off 3.2% as well last week and uh, sit the year at negative 13.6. A lot of negative numbers. Um, you know, it's been, like I said, a challenge. There's a lot of headwinds, Bob. We, we've talked about a lot of them. We continue to talk about them. Uh, at the same time, uh, we believe that, you know, as we always have, that, you know, over the long run, there's still a lot of opportunities here, and uh, certain stocks are getting cheaper. And if you know what you're doing and have some confidence and, you know, belief in the long run, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there to uh, position your portfolios to have some good returns as uh, time moves forward. The big concern, which has been the big concern for most of this year, has been inflation. And the Federal Reserve continues to talk about the need to continue to make, make interest rates go higher to battle inflation. Some key rates are now pushing close to 3%. Is this a, a bad omen for the stock market? Well, Bob, you know, the, the Fed has been pretty relentless in their rhetoric. Um, you know, they, they said a lot uh, when they were keeping rates low and putting a lot of confidence in the market. And now they're saying a lot as they're raising rates and, you know, kind of fragmenting and breaking the market down a little bit. Uh, but the, the rates you're talking about, you know, Bob, I mean, we, we look at the 10-year, when we look at the Treasury rates in general, 
And just to give you a feel, the two-year Treasury now sits at 2.72%, the three-year Treasury at 2.89%, the five-year at 2.95%, the 10-year is at 2.91%, and the third year is at 2.94%. So the key rate is that 10-year rate, and uh, we're pushing towards that 3% level. Uh, You go back a year ago, we were at about 1.54%. So we've we've seen a significant rise in rates, and it shouldn't be any any surprise as uh, there was a lot of talk about this. And with inflation being high, this is one of the things the Federal Reserve can do uh, to kind of slow the economy, just make that monetary policy a little tighter. And, you know, as people have less availability to credit and things of that nature, it'll slow things down. And that's, that's definitely what we're facing right now. Now, the old adage says that uh, you should not fight the Fed. Uh, explain that that uh, that uh, adage, and what uh, should the strategy be for investors if the Fed is going to be this hawkish on, uh, on interest rates? Yeah, so th- there's an old mantra um, in investing that just says investors should align their asset allocations with interest rate actions uh, taken by the Federal Reserve. Uh, so the Federal Reserve, you know, when they're more accommodative and friendly and they make money easier to come by, uh, like we saw through the pandemic and in the year after, uh, you should, you know, be a little bit more risk um, oriented in your investments. And when the Fed becomes a little bit more restrictive and tight and hawkish, then you should, you know, be a little bit more conservative. That that doesn't mean you shouldn't own stocks. I, I, you know, I, again, I think the types of stocks that you focus on and uh, the changes that you need to make within the portfolio. Uh, but again, you know, inflation's high, so we know one of the best things to fight inflation is is stocks. So you, you got to you know balance that out. You know, when we talk about you know the aggressive type of investments that we saw, um, you know, through, through the pandemic, you know, with a lot of the high tech stuff and so forth, um, that's going to be tough to be in right now. But there's, like I said, a lot of good opportunities out there right now to uh, to invest in. You mentioned all the, the headwinds out there, the downward trends, the, the uh, volatility. What do you say to somebody who's worrying about, about the market, worrying about uh, what they should be doing right now? Well, welcome to being an investor. Uh, you know, they, there's a lot of worries. There's a wall worry all the time, and we've got to climb that wall worry. And you do that by discipline, um, knowing what you own, knowing why you own it, common sense, realistic expectations. All You know, it's, it's really, Bob, just going back to the principles of what investing is all about. Uh, sometimes we go through periods of time like this, and they're difficult. I mean, these are really, really hard periods of time. Nobody likes to see their statements. We're going to have statements going out here at the end of April. Nobody likes to see values that are lower. Um, but, again, we continue to you know, really tell people that's just a moment. It's just a, a repricing of things. It's, you know, it's, I use that old you know, I, I use that analogy of somebody showing at your front door on your on your porch and knocking on your door and giving you some ridiculous offer for your for your house, you would quickly point and sell them to get off your porch. And that is exactly what we have to do with some of these stocks that we currently own is just say that these prices are unacceptable. We're not going to sell at these prices. And, yeah, we're going to continue to be investors and better times are ahead. Now, this week's Barons had their regular big money poll. There was a survey of money managers across the country. Uh, what did you see from this survey that could be helpful to our audience? Well, it's interesting. I think overall, Bob, we see that, you know, most money managers feel that it's a fairly valued market. About 49% feel fairly, fairly valued, about 40% overvalued. So 
uh, you know, only 12% 12 see undervaluation at this point. Um, you know, people still, I mean, the money managers still believe, as, as the profession would suggest, that investments still have opportunity going forward. Um, 68% asset allocation towards equity still for most of the money managers, so still believing that stocks are the better place to be. Um, and again, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, my peers, colleagues, other investors out there, um, kind of just gives you a little bit of feel for where you stand. And uh, we definitely believe that uh, there's still opportunities ahead as well. We are talking, of course, with Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron, who's talking about the market, investing in individual stocks for your best financial success. Uh, time to look at our trends and insights section of the show. Walt looks at a lot of looks at a lot of things just in the past week. A great amount of reading and research. He comes up with some interesting, you might call them factoids, that uh, uh, could have an impact on the market or on your thoughts about it. The first one uh, comes from China. China has had the lowest birth rate since 1949. In the year 2021, a mere 10.6 million new Chinese came into the world. Yeah, it's a, it's a low number. And, you know, births really matter, Bob. Um, you know, we saw this with Japan uh, when they kind of had their baby bust and, and what that did to them economically. And, I mean, you know, births are important. You know, I mean, having new, um, you know, adolescents and teens and, you know, younger people working into the workplace is important. We got to continue to, you know, kind of think forward. Uh, so you think here in the United States, we had 12 million births, um, only 10 million from a, a population that is significantly bigger than ours, uh, is a pretty low birth rate. Again, those numbers coming out of China, you always got to raise your eyebrows a little bit and say if you're getting their accurate data, but, uh, it seems like that's a pretty low number overall. Maybe they have too many hobbies there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that's another good figure though, that's going up is U.S. housing starts for new homes hit an annualized rate of 1.8 million in March, 1.8 million. That's the highest since 2006. Of course, obviously spurred by demand, but that should be something good for the market. It really is. I mean, we saw a lot of housing demand, and I think that's the backlog. You know, again, when you build a house, it's not an immediate process. It takes time. And that's probably washing some of the demand through the system, but uh, that's a strong number. And you know, one of the biggest assets, obviously, that most families own in a household, um, a big part of someone's financial plan. So uh, it's it's something to definitely pay attention to, as we've all experienced here in our own market. You know, housing has been a good investment, and we've all seen you know really strong increases in home values, which is a, is a positive. So we'll have to watch those trends as we go forward. For existing homes, at the end of March, there were 950,000 of them for sale, but that figure itself was down 9.5% from uh, 2021. Yeah, so again, the demand with low supply, which which will create higher prices. And another stat I saw, Bob, is there's over 1.5 million real estate agents. So uh, you figure there's under a million houses for sale and almost the 1.5 million real estate agents out there chasing those listings. So a uh, very, very competitive space at this point. Another figure, though, that comes on the flip side of this home building boom, the Home Builders Housing Market Index is at a seven-month low, showing some worries on, I guess, the builders' side. Are they concerned that higher interest rates will uh, stifle people wanting to build that new house? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, so we're seeing a little bit of break in confidence because, again, builders are forward-looking. They're looking at the next homes they're going to sell, not the homes that they're already, you know, contracted to sell. and. Uh, so it does show a little bit of a divergence there as they as they look forward that there is, you know, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with higher interest rates. <clears throat> you know, higher interest rates will definitely slow down some of that building activity. 
Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure on Invest Wisely. We are, of course, live and local right now on WNIR, but we also uh, podcast the show every single week on services like Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So if you miss one of these shows or, or tune in late, uh, you can uh, find the show uh, posted up by Tuesday of this coming week, of the week that airs on Sunday on those platforms. So uh, spread the word. If you like what you hear, want to hear it again on the uh, podcasts of our show here called the Invest Wisely Program. So let's talk about investing more. Talk about stocks, stock talk, where Walt talks about particular stocks that may be of interest to you, which is uh, your, your, your goal here, your key, to call us at 330-673-1234 to uh, ask about a particular issue that you might be interested in. So we're looking at earnings reports. Coming out, uh, it's all, all over the place right now. A couple of companies are long-term holdings in your own core equity portfolio to talk about. So let's start with one of them, Johnson & Johnson, the diversified healthcare products and healthcare products and services company. What is happening at Johnson & Johnson, and are you still bullish on holding that stock? Johnson & Johnson is one of the world's largest and obviously most diverse healthcare companies in the, in the world, Bob, and uh, they put up a pretty good number. I mean, when you look at the number for the quarter, they were up 5% in sales, uh, $23.4 billion, uh, over $22.3 uh, billion from a year prior. Uh, they also had very strong earnings increase of about 3%. Uh, so, again, we, we you know overlooked the entire quarter here and listened to the conference call and so forth. They did see a little bit of weakness from supply chain still. Uh, kind of weighing them down a little bit. But, again, this is a company that's well-positioned, uh, you know, as we look forward to uh, continue to put up some good results. The other thing is this is a really strong dividend stock. Uh, it pays about a 2.4% dividend. Uh, it's grown that dividend on average about 5.5% over the last three and five years uh, and 59 years of consecutive dividend increases. So this is one of those stocks we like in an inflationary environment. We think that there's a lot of stability here, financial strength, uh, dividend, dividend growth, uh, share repurchases, a lot of good things going on with J&J. Now, now, Netflix, you were not a holder of Netflix, but you have been a holder in one of its prime competitors, Disney. Uh, Netflix saw their stock drop uh, uh, 36%, over $125, now trading at 215 a share. Say last uh, summer, it was trading at $700 a share. What's going down at Netflix in the streaming media market? Well, for the first time ever, they showed less subscribers. They lost some subscribers, and part of that was due out of Russia and Ukraine. You know, some of the subscribers over there, they obviously left Russia out of the marketplace, and uh, that was definitely going to cause some, some you know, loss. I think about a half a million uh, subscriptions there. So, uh, you know, it, it, when it, you have a growth stock, Bob, like we always said, they, you have to execute on really high levels. So for the quarter, they only showed about a 10% revenue increase. They were down 6% in earnings. And uh, the market doesn't like, you know, big growth stocks slowing down and showing bad quarters. And uh, you start to question the story. They've also struggled with content. Uh, content is... Uh, uh, you know, the king in streaming media, you got to continue to develop and, and get it out there to attract eyeballs and attention. And uh, so a lot of challenges here. The other thing they mentioned is they have over 100 million people now, they estimate, on the platform that are sharing subscriptions. So they're missing out on a lot of revenue opportunity. You know, people give their sign-ons to other people, and, you know, they're not capturing all the revenue maybe they should be capturing. So they're going to have to go back and look at those policies and figure out technology maybe to uh, – you know, stop some of those practices that are going on out there. So if you uh, bought Netflix last summer at $700 a share, 
And now you see it at 215. Uh, should you be trying to unload it, or should you maybe even be buying buy more shares at uh, what in essence might be a sale price of a stock that, that could go up again? Well, if you're a believer in the story, and you know, you would think the valuation here would be a lot better, and you should be probably a bigger believer here. Uh, Netflix is, you know, they're a strong competitor. They're going to do what they need to do, make the adjustments they need to make. I mean, at some point, these stocks do become, you know, value-oriented type of stocks. I mean, from 700 to 215, it's definitely taking a look here, but uh, got a lot of challenges in the space as well. A lot of competition and. Again, coming out of the pandemic, less people were stuck in their homes. Uh, you know, I think that was kind of a unique phenomenon for streaming services, which uh, you know may not be there going forward. We'll have to see. Let's take some calls now for Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron at 330-673-1234. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Good morning, Walt. Um, two, two companies I'm looking at, um, I've been investing in. One is First Energy, and the other one, is AGNC Investment Corp. Okay. What's your feelings on those? There's yeah, First Energy, obviously, you know, utility stocks right now are getting a lot of look, especially in these types of environments. Um, yeah, the company, the last quarter, struggled a little bit in profitability. They were down 13% in earnings, but up uh, 10% in sales. Again, you got a, a pretty strong dividend here. Um, so again, I, I, I think it has a place in a portfolio. We, we definitely look at, uh, you know, utility type stocks. Uh, not one we currently own, but definitely one we're taking a look at. And then the AG, AG, AGNC, yeah, investment company. So, uh, this is that mortgage pass through at the REIT. Um, yeah. So again, looking at this, uh, as far as like, you know, as quickly as I can frame it up, again, don't follow it quite as closely. It looks like the last couple quarters uh, really struggling with revenues, um, you know, down 99%, down 67%, down 142. It looks like they're, you know, a little bit of fragmentation in here as far as uh, the operations go. Uh, dividend is obviously really high, which probably attracts you to the stock. I mean, we've got about a 12% dividend here, but I, I would really take a hard look at the financials to make sure that dividend's sustainable. Um, you know, when I start seeing a story like this, that's, that's where my eyes go. I say, well, looks like they're struggling a little bit financially, so how long can they really sustain that higher dividend? Would there be a possible dividend cut? So I'd probably take a little bit of time trying to check into that. Will do. Yeah. That's my feeling on on uh, on AGNC. It's like it's, it's too good to be true, right? Well, and a lot of those high dividend stocks are too good to be true because again, the reason they're buying their high dividends is the prices of the stock came down. The reason the prices of the stock came down is because operationally, financially, there's probably some struggles. So, uh, always got to pay attention to that. Well, thank you for the information. Absolutely, Thanks thank for you for calling. WNIR, you're on the air with Walt Secura. Morning, boys. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hey, Ken. How are you, buddy? Good. Hey, it's getting exciting. It, it, Bob said in his opening, a possible loss of beware of a loss, possible loss of principal. That's only if you uh, sell. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, Google and Shopify. The Google is going to split twenty to one, mm -hmm. Shopify ten to one, and they're really getting down there. Shopify was seventeen hundred, and now it's 450 and Google's down in the 2300. So, are those two anything you've uh, looked at? Absolutely, and I, I like the prices where they're at. As you think, Ken, a lot better than I did a while back. So, yeah, two, two definitely were paying attention to. 
Um, both, I think Google reports this week earnings, so it'll be fun to take a look at uh, that report and you know where they they currently stand with their financial power. But yeah, I mean, I, I, these big tech stocks uh, get cheaper. You know, they they definitely look very much more attractive to me, and those are two that have definitely been on our list for a long time. Yeah. Okay. You guys have a good week. Thank you. All right. You too, buddy. Thank you for calling. Grand WNIR with Walt Secura. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Um, Walt, I wanted to know, do you do anything with uh, uh, autonomous truck stocks? Um, I mean, we, we follow the autonomous space. I mean, more of the technology there, but... Uh, you know, a couple of trucking stocks we follow. We follow Packar and, you know, a few, but uh, no, not, not not specifically, you know, not not specifically looking for that space. Did you have something in that space? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and there doesn't uh, seem to be, I mean, there's a lot of companies, but I'm not so sure that they're public. Right, right. Uh, so I know there was uh, one, I don't know if you heard this one, Plus. They were gonna uh, go on the. Uh, they were gonna go public through a SPAC, and then apparently that fell through. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. So I mean, I, I just was wondering if that's something you follow, or you know. You, yeah, you we love that. We, yeah, we love that technology, and I think longer term, you know, something to really pay attention to. I'll do a little work that this week. Um, if you listen back in next week, I'll try to make some comments. We'll see what we can find. Uh, maybe try to give our uh, an auto. Uh, analyst to call it Baird. You know we got a great uh, investment staff there, and I'll, I'll, I'll make a few phone calls and see if we can get some ideas. Yeah, there's uh, Too Simple. I don't know if you heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah, I don't know yeah. enough to really comment, but yeah, let me do a little work for you. And like I said, if you listen back in next week, we'll try to address that. Okay, we'll do. Thank you, sir. Three three zero six seven three one two three four to talk with Walt Secure here on Stock Talk. Uh, Tesla. Is a core equity holding at the AKW Group. They had a fantastic earning reports last week. For example, in 2019, they had no profits, had a negative net income, and this last quarter they put up 3.2 billion with a B in profits. Well, you must be feeling good about uh, uh, Tesla and your uh, your prospects of that. Uh, we like Tesla. You know, I mean, just uh, it's fascinating, Bob, to see a company really that. Uh, struggled, you know, almost went bankrupt, uh, and now has just, you know, really captured the attention and imagination, and it's rewarding shareholders very significantly. So we we just like the uh, future. Uh, we think, you know, their uh, cost structures are, are amazing. They have a a really strong uh, cost structure uh, system built here, and some great technology and. Uh, you know, you're looking at, uh, I think, some real great potential as, as we look forward for Tesla. So that's part of our core equity, and we anticipated being there for a while. Of course, Elon Musk is uh, still rumored to be looking at buying the social media company uh, Twitter and try, or trying to find control or something about that. Uh, in, in the long run, how do you think that might affect his, his, his major company? It could, it could have some impacts. You know, I think... Um, Dorsey got uh, kind of hammered on this, or Jack Dorsey got hammered on this when he had Square and also uh, Twitter, uh, and he ended up, you know, kind of moving away from Twitter to focus on uh, focus on Square. Um, uh, so it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how things move forward. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely something Elon seems like he wants, and it's, he's very aggressively going after it, and. Uh, 
you know, the richest man in the world. I'm sure if he wants it, he'll probably end up with it. So it'll be uh, fascinating to watch. And I think the just the social implications of this and, you know, all the uh, issues around free speech and so forth and the, the sensitivity as we go into a, uh, you know, a midterm political season. There's there's a lot of issues that play through here, Bob. It would be very fascinating to watch. And, of course, as Walt already mentioned, they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally. That gives them a, a great source of information on, on research, a lot of ability to help their clients with things like uh, like uh, state plans and tax reviews and IRA illustrations and looking at Roth conversions and uh, stock options analyses and a lot more in financial planning than just simply looking at their money and putting it in the uh, stocks that are best suited to them. So there's a lot to be had there at the AKW Group through the auspices of the Robert W. Baird Company, so their clients enjoy many, many more services than just uh, having their money invested in these uh, portfolios of individually owned stocks. So keep that in mind when you think about somebody to handle your stocks, or handle your estate plan, uh, handle your financial matters. Their local number is 234-466-7476. They're on West Market Street, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. Seven six. As you always mentioned, too, out of the uh, suburban Pittsburgh area, they have a satellite office in Washington, Pennsylvania. That's the AKW group there. Sue Marshall is in charge of that office. And their Pennsylvania phone number, 412-480-5090. That's the Pennsylvania office, Pittsburgh office, for the AKW group, 412-480-5090. And, Walter, what is happening there at the AKW group? Any changes, any any programs being uh, thought about for the for the summer season? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. We got through tax time, big sigh of relief, you know, helping all the accountants and uh, clients we had, making sure they had everything they needed to get those taxes filed on time, and got a little bit of travel. Uh, I'll be uh, doing a show down from Florida next week with you, Bob, but got to get out and see some of the clients we have, uh, working hard on some educational programs, also some uh, you know, just nights, uh, maybe getting people together, you know, people that listen to the show, if they want to come meet us and uh, just, you know, kind of have more of a general discussion about the market and ask questions. We'd like to do a couple of those in person. So uh, working on some dates and times, which we'll announce on the show. And, uh, you know, got a great staff. They're working hard every day. And, you know, we love being in the office and taking care of the people we're working with, doing a lot of portfolio reviews, got some new clients coming in that, started with a phone call and said, hey, you know, can you take a look at what we have? And like I said, we do a very thorough analysis, and we're straightforward and honest in our evaluation. If you have a great portfolio, we'll tell you. But if there's some areas we can improve it, we'll let you know as well. So uh, those services are always available for people to take take advantage of. And the great retirement, as they call it, is still continuing as people are reaching the retirement age more and more. And so people are also looking for a retirement plan and a state plan and a place to have their investments for those retirement years. Once more, keep the Walt Secura and the AKW Group in mind at at uh, 234-466-7476. That is 234-466-7476. Well, we've got another week ahead of us. Uh, is there any any light at the end of this tunnel? <laughs> we got a lot of research to do this week, Bob. A lot of earnings reports to watch, and of course, uh, there's always things that seem to happen we don't expect. So, uh, we'll be in working hard, and uh, look forward to talking to you next Sunday. Once again, Walt Sukira is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Call them locally at two three four four six six seven four seven six, and when you do, tell him you heard him 
on WNIR, Kent Akron. Remember, you can pick up the show on the podcast later on this week. Once again, 234-466-7476. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AGNC Investment Corporation, symbol AGNC. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. First Energy Corporation, symbol FE. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Johnson & Johnson, symbol J&J. Netflix Inc., symbol NFLX. Paccar Inc., symbol PCAR. Shopify Inc., symbol SHOP. Spotify Technologies, symbol SPOT. Block Inc., symbol SQ. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Two Simple Holdings Inc., symbol TSP. And Twitter Inc., symbol TWTR. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates managed. <clears throat> in addition, Robert W. Baird Incorporated and its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Two Simple Holdings Inc. symbol TSB in the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from True Simple Holdings, Inc., Simple TSP, in the past 12 months.